Welcome to the Broken Pencil Booking Company Pro Wrestling Podcast and radio show infused with hip-hop. I am Wood. Made daily. With organic, farm-to-table, localized, neuralized, sterilized, scotch-guarded for 2020 repellent, available online, shipped via Amazon, not available on Sundays, but now available on thebeastradio.com. Broken Pencil Logic. You stay classy, Internet. I'm Suave Burgundy. Boy, that applause was later than a girl telling you she got to talk to you at 2 o'clock in the morning. Chill out. <laughs> Chill. <laughs> I, you know, my mind immediately went to minister society. <laughs> it ain't mine. I had the Jimmy on extra tight. <laughs> Partner, <laughs> partner, <laughs> you dogging my cousin, partner. Oh man! Shouts out to Scully. Stomped in the middle of the project. Shouts out to Scully, DeAndre Bonds, and this bitch. <laughs> fam, 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 like how, how? I don't know how Buddy made it out the middle of the projects because like you're not supposed to get away from there. Yeah, that gut stomping was real. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> I don't know, bro. <laughs> Had, had they went ahead and finished their breakfast, you the end, the ending of the movie would have been way different. Yeah, I'm sure. And uh, if we had the same cast and the same uh, the same directors, like the same behind the scenes personnel in 2022, with that 1993 energy, there would have been five alternate endings, and three of them would have would have been DLC. <laughs> Straight up, man. The, today. It's Friday, June 24th. Yeah, my lord. Yeah, my lord. I said, yeah, my lord. Yeah, my lord. 20 and 22. Hey, man. It's officially summer and it's hotter than, oh, man. It's it's it's, it's, it's hotter than zoo ass out here right now. <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> it, it is, yeah, it is, it is hell's kitchen hot. Organic deodorant be damned. Go get that cancerous shit for hey, your life. Yeah. <laughs> Look, you need you need degree. You need degrees. Some some of y'all can do with Tussie. <laughs> Man, if it's that drastic, you might well go stand in the house, fam. I mean, if, if your if your body odor emits at such a level that you can shower, moisturize, apply deodorant, and thirty minutes later out in the sun smell like. A football practice. It's, it might just be best to stay inside. True story. Last Sunday, I had to drive 70 miles. Oh, this is Father's Day. I had to drive 70 miles at 7 o'clock in the morning for a wedding. I was working the wedding. I would have I would have been in attendance anyway, but I was also working the wedding. You needed one more seven. But go ahead. I drank. 64 ounces of water before I left the house. Okay. I get there about 8 a.m. By 8.30, I'm I'm like 90% done unloading, but I'm 100% out of water in my body. Not a game. The only thing that saved me from smelling like a farm animal was the fact that (laughs) inside the the groom's dressing room were lined up travel-sized bottles of deodorant. Bruh. It's, yeah, it's the type of heat like you would have had to shower before the wedding. 
anyway. Before and after. I took, actually, you know what? I took three showers that day. I took one before I left. I took one when I got home and unloaded, after I unloaded the truck. And then I took another one when I, because oh, I had left after I unloaded the truck. And then I took another shower when I got home that night. So three. Hit, hit, hit the applause one time for hygiene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's, a you know damn, that's a damn This is where we're at This is where we're at We're giving you life lessons On shit that you should Already be doing And now I get kudos For doing with the This is this is like getting A gold star for child support <laughs> Look 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 we just, I'm just trying to help somebody But yeah Like This is not the type of heat You play in This Man. is the type of heat That if you gonna work out Outdoors You gotta get out there early Yo Knock it out And go and get out the pocket Yo Speaking of So you You know you, I don't know if you know how much I've missed playing basketball since I've been injured. It's been Not as much as I miss playing football. Yes, yes, truly, truly. Now, mind you, I was never that good overall. I was a beast on defense because I always played big. But offense, you know, as I got older, you know, I got a little, you know, savvy, you know, because you're you're supposed to be get, get your old man game on. You, you get a little bit fierce. <laughs> right. You get a little bit fearless. You know these young bucks ain't gonna ain't gonna beat your ass, and you probably gonna beat theirs on the court. Probably hit them with the basketball first because you're dirty. You got a couple fancy moves in the very low low post. Yeah, and then and, and then your savviness in doing like breaking uh, pieces of paper in the office place allows your snowbird game on the on the formation of your of your long range jump shots to just go thwack them, <laughs> thwack them baby, <laughs> thwack them baby, word to death thing. So that so I, I missed that. I, I really for, for missed those that. Of, for those of you who don't know what we're talking about when we say thwack them, there's a clip of Dusty Rhodes <laughs> playing basketball at UT Austin. Was it at UT Austin? I think. I, I, know, I, 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 I think, think that, I think that was in North Carolina. I, I thought that was in North Carolina, so maybe even Atlanta. But it was a it was a pro am. But the pros were all uh, WCW wrestlers: Lex Luger, Barry Windham, Dusty Rhodes, Sting. And who was the other one? Uh, I need to look it up right now. Dusty Rhodes. But but I I clearly remember those four on the court at the same time. At any rate, I went and bought a uh, I went and bought a sauna suit to give me an excuse to go out and cut some pounds you know the old-fashioned way by using some good old-fashioned uv rays some body movement and you know some self-suffocation if you will it's pal versus the nwa i see luger i see sting i see dusty that's barry windham shooting a free throw it's in charlotte I'm not seeing who the I'm not seeing a fifth. I'm going to. Find I see Royal Warrior Hawk on the sideline. <laughs> I guess the show was a police charity basketball game. Oh, it's there, the law. <laughs> you gotta be hey for real. You gotta be careful when you hoop. If you're gonna play an athletic sport or an athletic contest, and anybody on the other team is law enforcement, the worse you beat them. The worst your situation could be leaving wherever you are. So if you if you kick their ass, bro. Oh, wait till I show you who this uh, who the fifth person was. <laughs> who's the who's the fifth dog? I, I, okay, I want to ask you a question before I send this to you. Oh my oh, shit. god! Here we, go. Here we go. Oh man, I'm gonna ask you a question. 
who ah. who is the most durable person in WCW history that was not a top tier talent? Brad Armstrong. That's exactly who it was, sir. Sir, who yeah. gets square? Y'all hit that bell for a real one. <laughs> Look at that picture. Mean. Look at that picture. <laughs> I am outside. If I didn't give, if I didn't, if I didn't I, lie, if I didn't lob that bitch up to you, you didn't dunk that hoe. <laughs> is he is he wearing goggles on the no, court? Those are the same aviators he wore during the backstage interviews. <laughs> Boy, hell no. Oh, oh, I got a headache. Oh my god. Oh, rest in peace, Brad Armstrong. Oh but, my but god. Yes, that, that's what we're referring to. And because du- Dusty was out there giving boys the business. Yeah, you hear go, me? Go find go find that clip. Um Twack them. Shouts out to uh to Russell Cr- <laughs> Somebody <laughs> Somebody said Kenny Omega on that. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, he oh, does kind of look like Kenny just a little bit. And actually and- Actually, I don't think that was Barry Windham. Oh, yeah, it was Barry. Okay. Uh, yeah. That was uh, Naked Face Barry Windham. Tim Horner was on there on the Probably. team, too. What year is this? Uh, this was 1990. Oh, 1988. Okay, so just. So this know. is the NWA. This ain't even World Championship Wrestling. Yeah, and, when they show the score, it says NWA. And this was right around the same time that Flair had the uh, the very first big big gold belt. The one so that had, I, yeah. I'm more, I'm more shocked that Flair wasn't there, but because Kayfabe is still alive, they probably sent all faces. So you had uh, David Crockett and Jim Crockett Jr. Okay. Both on the team. So David and Jim Crockett, Dusty, Tim Horner, Brad Armstrong, Luger. Uh, both Road Warriors, probably. No, no Hulk. J- just Hawk. Oh. Barry. Sting, so that's not so. I guess nine, nine players. So they had a four man bench. So I wonder if Dusty sat there the whole time. If that, if that, if he did, <laughs> <laughs> Dusty out there like Nikola Jokic just giving the <laughs> bag of problems. Hey, listen here, baby. You get up on me, it's gonna be thwack them threes all day, baby. Yes, sir. You, you sure you want to guard me that close, baby? <laughs> I'm gonna yeah. just I'm gonna just toss it over your head. Hey, you saw what happened the last time. You, you see, I got my my buddy Sting in the low post. You know, he he loves to go straight to the rack. I got a head you know fake, and after that's gonna be hard times, if you will. I can <laughs> dump it off the Luger for this mid range. <laughs> Luger, <laughs> you got to dump it off the Luger. Oh uh, shit. So that's that's how Look, I felt. We can't we can't bullshit our way through this entire episode. We have, <laughs> but that's but that's how I felt on the court. I felt like, and I was, it's funny that you bring that up because I felt like Dusty with the thwackums. Like I, I, it was one time with the with the ball. You know, a ball hit off the rim and go off the court into grass. I came back and off my bat, off off the off foot, not even the good foot, off the off foot, had the most awkward jump, but the most perfect form from about thirty feet, and that shit went whack right through the chains. I feel like a million dollars, but I was only five minutes into my 30-minute workout in 102 degree <laughs> weather. So, I, <laughs> yeah, no bueno. <laughs> yeah, so that it, all that said, be careful. Drink your water. Stay hydrated. Make sure you have on real deodorant. 
Whatever real is, whatever real is for you. If you don't go out in that heat, don't worry about it. But if you go out in that heat, make sure you act accordingly because people are about to talk about you in 2022. Just be mindful of, you know, of your body chemistry. That's all. Speaking of mindful, I cannot go another minute in this show without thanking the mighty head crack from the Morning Hustle Morning Show. Episode one. He pulled up literally on a moment's notice to tell us exactly how it went down in Florida for his first pay-per-view fight. And our possibly, friends are cooler than yours. And possibly his last. Yeah, yeah. Our, our friends are cooler than, cooler than yours. We got dead friends that's cooler than your live ones. This is absolutely <laughs> true. That's, Out, a, that's just rubbing it in. Like, that's absolutely, a, that's, absolutely. I'm about to say, was that a stunt? That was a stunt. Done. <laughs> we have yeah, we have deceased mutual friends that are cooler than other people's friends. Man, we gonna we gonna start, we gonna take that one. Check the check and go straight to the city with it. Man, <laughs> we just left the dealership. Head to the real <laughs> shop. <laughs> Shout yes. out to Two Chains. Yo, um, active. Active in these streets since our last episode. This man ain't quitting, dog. Vincent Kennedy McMahon. I, I will say he is consistent. This man, after all that shit, we <laughs> we we. I think we announced. I, I I don't remember if we did. Oh, we did. We did because we actually we we had to come back and edit the damn show. That's how serious. Yeah, because shit, shit was. got deeper. <laughs> he came out. It was announced that he was gonna come out to SmackDown and address the SmackDown audience. What this motherfucker do? Ain't said shit worth talking about. He came out to no chance, came out sly walking, and welcomed the city of Milwaukee to SmackDown. Oh, I'm sorry, the city of Minneapolis yeah, yeah, to SmackDown. Yeah, cool. Like as soon as you heard no chance in hell and saw him come out with the power walk, you knew he was on some bullshit. You knew he wasn't finna do nothing. He was not about to take this seriously. What? It was about a display of power or a display of unbothered in order to <laughs> reassure people about the stock. Because as Vince McMahon goes, so, WWE so, yeah, stock so, goes. So does the WWE stock, indeed. Now, so he has to, he, he in his mind, he has to conduct himself in a certain way where one, he doesn't look worried about what's going to happen. He doesn't look um, like he's under any great stress or pressure and conduct himself as though things are business as usual, even though we know it ain't. Keeping it all the way funky, he doubles down. Makes an announcement early in the day on Monday for Monday Night Raw that he's going to come out and address the crowd on Monday Night Raw. What does he do? He staggers out. I can't even tell if that was sober or not. Nah, okay. Now, I got to go back and watch it and I'll probably be able to do a better job of discerning whether or not he's under the influence. But not not the influence and influence. Well, under the influence <laughs> of dot dot dot. Because <laughs> I mean the the power walk 
wasn't there. But he, he he's 76. But he slid. I mean, he pimped into the ring. He jumped off the apron, fam. He he's trying to put on a, a put on a happy face. He's putting on it's a front. It's a fucking front. All of this. This is not for the people. This is not for the brand. This is specifically for the people that are affected by stock and affect the stock. This is some shit to say, look, be cool because I'm cool. I'm not changing how I act on a day-to-day basis, so neither should you. Otherwise, people are going to start dumping stock. (laughs) They dump stock, you lose money. You lose money, there's no sale. We say yes, uh, yesterday, now, and forever together. <laughs> he means that. He means that shit. He do. He mean it. Okay, because the moves being made signify, I ain't trying to go nowhere. Not only and not if- only am I not trying to go anywhere. Even if I do go somewhere, I ain't, I ain't going, going nowhere. nowhere. <laughs> Feel me? <laughs> <laughs> what uh? That, that's the type of time he owns. Straight up, he's not. He's not budging off of that. What's what's so? What are we talking about with that last statement, right? He comes out and announces Cena for for his twentieth anniversary next week on Monday Night Raw, which should have pissed off the live crowd. Like, just don't come out here and promo no shit that's coming on next week. What you finna give me now? How but, much money I done spent? Now I believe it was later later that night or early Tuesday morning that it broke that John Laurinaitis has been relieved of his duties as the Vice President of Talent Relations for WWE, which we kind of touched on on Friday. We knew that was coming. Like, and if, it, if anybody was going to lose their job and probably not get it back no time soon, it was going to be him. And we were actually, and we, we probably still will do a mixtape of proper candidates to fill this position. And we didn't think they'd name one that fast. But the number one choice that I had was immediately named as John Laurinaitis' replacement. That name being head of uh, head of creative, now vice president of talent relations, Bruce Pritchard. Now, not to discount anything that he's ever done, Bruce Pritchard has pedigree in this business, going back to Mid South, 1984-1985. Also, the brother of Dr. Tom Pritchard. Mm-hmm. I think Dr. Tom at this point has probably contributed more, but to to know, the to the, the end of that. Oh, I, that's that's debatable. That's really is it, that's really is it really? Well, because you if you talk about how many people that Bruce had to had to uh, had a pen a pencil in his hand for per se, and how many how, how many bars he had to write. I mean, but has it okay? Has it really been good? Like he's the stuff he penned in the eighties, maybe early nineties. Sure, I, yeah, okay, cool. But anything after that. I He's mean, an extension of Vince. Okay, and it, that's where we get. That's that's exactly why I, I bring all that up. Is more than more than anything. Where we said if, even if he ain't, even if he goes somewhere, he ain't going nowhere. Bruce Pritchard is a phone call away from Vincent Kennedy McMahon, and vice versa. Bruce at all times. Ex- Bruce Pritchard is the living embodiment of Vince's right hand. He is the extension of Vince. The, 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 what we, what we saw, what we saw on camera twenty years ago with Pat Patterson and Gerald Briscoe, Bruce Pritchard. 
just look at everything that's happened since Heyman stopped running Raw. <laughs> Raw stopped running a program. <laughs> Raw started having a Raw started tanking in the ratings. Now I understand, you know, when there's a change of power as far as creative, you kind of have a grace period before new creative starts to take shape. But we're two years removed from that now. And it's no better now than it was then. NXT got reshaped. Guess who was on watch as far as creative? The guy who's in talent relations now. And that shit's unwatchable. You know why? Because I ain't watching it. (laughs) Therefore, it ain't. Therefore, the shit's unwatchable. Now, if I remember right from some of his podcasts, he has some experience in talent relations, so that also probably... Uh, way greatly because he, you're already in the house. You don't have to bring anybody new in. You ain't got to pull somebody in for a first time job. He's he's familiar with the role. Again, Vince isn't planning on going anywhere and you can see by his actions that he does not think this is the end for him. So he's like, okay, I'm going to put people in this position that I know I trust or that I can manipulate. Now, <clears throat> not to be outdone by moves, the current executive vice president of global talent strategy and development triple h was that's a really long title what which remember that was a demotion right um that's how you know it's a demotion because they dressed up the title it was uh was seen down in orlando this week and there was a website that reported that he gave these two words and and as to why he was in orlando those two words being, I'm back. Now, I'm back is also the title of Eric Bischoff's theme, uh, theme entrance, or, or entrance music, should I say, which meant absolutely nothing. Do we think that this I'm back from Triple H means what we want it to think, or what we want it to mean, or what we just hope that it would mean? Um... I mean, if he's back in the building, he's back in the building. Now, to what degree is he back in the building? Because he, out of his own mouth, said he, you know, he's done as far as the type of workload that he shouldered before. But because I mean, let's be real. If if everything with Triple H health wise was above board, this would be his ascension into power boy and good god would i be happy like you said regal would be the head of talent relations <laughs> Ro- road dog would be the head of creative for fucking raw yeah sean michaels would be be like second chair writer for smackdown and shit dewey like, dewey would still be there which he's now gone from wwe yeah, Dewey up out of there. I, I, I'm not familiar with anything Dewey has written for me to be like yay or nay. Apparently, he was on the 205 Live squad, which I, I didn't watch. I, I gave up on 205 Live very early in its situation. Like even when it was still good, it was just like eh, this is just a, another program for me to watch. And because they because they were filming it post SmackDown. The energy was never there for the product. Yeah, I mean, when you got people trying to beat traffic and, and, and Uber surge rates to the house. Fam, you doing two hours of SmackDown <laughs> and then another hour of 205 Live and people are bringing children. You know, people are out with their kids. 
you you were ten o'clock hit. You were much better off doing two o five live to start the show, but instead you're still doing things like main event and uh, what's the other one? Uh, superstars. Superstars. Which oh my god, they they pimped out that franchise. Rey Mysterio and Finn Balor. Two fixtures and and current storylines on Monday night have now been, I guess, relegated to main event and superstars. How, how in the fuck do you put Rey Mysterio? How how do you, how do you put the word demote? How how do you how do you hot shot? How do you hot shot an angle because of personal beliefs? Bring somebody in to replace the head of that of that particular faction. In the very next week, you put him on a program that nobody watches. The Judgment Day has been judged because if you're demoting the leader, and and Rhea Ripley is trying to recover from oh, her unfortunate God energy, bless her. Rhea Ripley. Oh, yeah, for man. real. Like we we absolutely want the best for Rhea Ripley and her recovery. The Judgment Day is essentially done. So when you repackage Edge when he's supposed to come back as you know rated R superstar mega face. He doesn't have anything to do other than maybe a, a one-off with Damian Priest, That's which will it. probably it'll be good for Damian Priest because he'll get a high-profile matchup. But yep. everything about the Judgment Day is canceled at this point. You basically have Damian Priest's whole summer booked with one person, and that one person has no backup. Neither does I'm all, Priest. I'm all the way here for Damian Priest and Edge at SummerSlam. I'm here for that. Yes. Yeah, that, that Turn up. as long as long as you build it up to that, and don't do dumb shit at Money in the Bank with it. You wishing for entirely too much. Oh man, don't do that to me, bro. <laughs> I mean, I'm not doing it to you. I'm just telling you not to get your hopes up. We finna watch Lesnar versus Reigns uh, for the, the 88th time. time. <laughs> like hell, you mean, bro? Like don't don't ask me not to do it to you. They already doing it. They gave us that shit like it was new. <laughs> Damn. You realize they went from rip okay. What we read what was supposed to be the schedule was Riddle at Money in the Bank, Randy at SummerSlam, Drew McIntyre at whatever this UK show is gonna be named. I think it's Clash at the Castle or something. Yep, stupid. Clash at the Castle. So Randy apparently is really hurt. And like having some real issues with his back, so something went, something went awry, and so it, you didn't have the SummerSlam match. So they panicked and said, "Bring back Lesnar." They did it in Minnesota the same night that McMahon made his drunken. <laughs> let me let, let me apologize to the broken pencil uh, pencil pusher massive by uh, for. Suave and I usually being hashtag with the shit. We missed the lowest hanging uh, fruit of all by not calling Brock Lesnar to the table at Minneapolis. <laughs> After I mean, because we, we didn't, we didn't think that shit was gonna happen. Like, okay, they broke the they broke the emergency glass real quick on that shit. That, that's what I'm saying. I didn't. We didn't think they were gonna break the emergency glass like that. But at the same time, if you if you leak a story about Sasha supposedly being released, but now we don't know if she's released, and then you turn around and do this kind of a stunt announcement on SmackDown, you already have Roman defending his title on free TV, which does not happen anymore. It's like, oh, now we're going to reach in the bag again and pull Lesnar out? 
you didn't even take the time to set a match up. You waited till they had a confrontation, SmackDown goes off the air, and then via social media, you tell them, Lesnar versus Reigns at SummerSlam. Last man standing. How the fuck did we get here? <laughs> like, how? How did we get here? Oh, man. And now, and now, at this point, unless you get somebody else involved that's going to take over and have a program with Lesnar, you're about to watch Lesnar take another L so you on have, pay-per-view. You have two potential high-profile matches opponents for your tribal chief head of the table and this right now is your daily acknowledgement Roman hey. Reigns uh, what up chief injured and out potentially more than likely higher than higher chance than not until 2022 what about Shins- uh, Shinsuke what happened with him uh, no, di- no disrespect to Shinsuke. Shinsuke no when I say this so don't please don't jump my throat for this one pause Oh. Who? Again. That, that, that's how bad they've done that man. You, but you know how you fix it? Put you him in a match and <laughs> give him wins. Just have him beat people every week for six weeks straight. How do you? Have him how win a do you one better? Match. How do you one better? Number one contenders match versus Brock Lesnar. How about you do that shit at a pay per view? They won't work together. Really? Yeah, like they don't fuck with each other at all. Ah, oh, that's terrible. Or, or so I've read, and it stems back from the New, New Japan. Japan yeah, I'm, that's exactly why I said they should go in the ring together because you know time heals old wounds. I or, don't think those wounds are have healed. Now it it could be. I don't know. I'm not there when they're there. It could be, but at the same time, we do know. Can you say Bruce Pritchard <laughs> was the head of creative, and, and nothing that happens outside of the WWE universe matters or happens it's like dr strange can you imagine kill bill nakamura backstage seeing brock lesnar i don't like you (laughs) it would be look if you could actually get it done i'm pretty sure shinsuke could could really pull off an entertaining angle long enough to end up in some bullshit with brock lesnar and and put on a, a decent match. I, that would but, up, that would up Nakamura's uh, WWE in ring game tremendously. But at the same time, if if you're not going to acknowledge the fact that they've clashed before, as far as inside the sphere of the WWE universe, they have no reason to interact with each other. The only person that would be willing to do that would be Corey Graves, not Michael Cole. Even though Michael Cole, Michael Cole should. His pedigree is not of this sport. No, I, I, hate, the, I hate to say that because Cole's been with WWE for thirty years. I hate to do that. Like they just, it, they just do not recognize anything that didn't happen there. Right. Period. That's just, and that's how that works. So, Shinsuke got a list, a list of opponents that he could fuck with. I'm shocked that they ever did the AJ match, but that was like, you know. That was one of their last times where they were really trying to to provide people with the stuff they wanted versus the stuff you know that the guys in creative wanted. So, so you you want to know another person who I would love to see get into that title mix and actually have a full blown match with Tribal Chief? Who that? Cesaro. He ain't even signed anymore. He's not signed anymore. That doesn't mean he can't re-sign because he hasn't signed anywhere else. He's available. I 
He can, but he didn't already had his ass kicked. He was part of that first run of people who got mowed down. Yeah, but being gone for six months and coming back, I mean, stranger things have happened. Look at Willie G. Strange, fuck that guy. Exactly. But, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you can bring him back for that reason. But what I what I'm saying is, since you already have WWE Universe footage of him getting his ass kicked by the Tribal Chief, it. What are you going to give me different? Like, you know he's not going over. So what can you give me different than the first four times he kicked his ass between SmackDown and pay-per-views? I mean, I guess we have, we have to see a different appearance from him in order for that to be believable. But WWE has done a masterful job of making you forget recent history. So he needs to mirror Jason Statham. So just, so just because that footage does exist, that doesn't necessarily mean that we ever have to see it on TV. We'd have to go to the CAC to find it. I mean, not that they're going to, and it goes back to what I just said. It's not the fact that they're going to run the footage again. It's the fact that to them, it happened inside of the WWE universe, which means it matters. So to them, they don't want to do it again. You know why? They don't want to do it again because air quotes, they've already done it. Now, I know that's completely contradictory to what this main event of SummerSlam is. <laughs> I was just about to say, like, that's literally what we're walking into. But you know, you know, there's a different. Everybody is not created equal in on the WWE roster. I'm. I would hope that everybody knows that at this point. That is an absolute fact. Lesnar is the axe that's behind the glass. Cesaro is not that. Now, I could totally see them bringing back Cesaro to be a challenger for Walter. That means. <sighs> That would be that, a hell. That, listen, you want to talk about a wrestling feud? Like you're gonna, you're gonna get. Uh, what was the, what was the Russian he went up against in, in NXT? Uh, drag. You talking about Dragon Off? Uh, yeah, Drag On. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> you can, you, you, don't you can get, you don't tell me. You can get Cesaro versus. Uh, I mean, yeah, Cesaro versus Walter. And get Volta versus Dragonoff vibes off of that. They they can go in there and damn near kill each other, especially since they're roughly the same size now. See, and nobody would have a problem doing a, a three four match program that stretches over a couple months. Would you like, Would you care about a non title Iron Man match between those two? Why does it have to be non title? Uh, what what title would you put on either one of them? Walter's already Intercontinental Champion. We good. Is he? Yeah, you Damn. missed that. Bro, I all, did. That, that was all on the same SmackDown. Like, they they loaded the card up to, one, take your mind off of whatever Vince was going to do, but also capitalize on the fact that Roman is back on television. Oh, I, like, yeah, they, I got. I was in a random storm during, during that match, and I didn't go back and watch it. That's what the issue was there. So, yeah, I was completely floored when you told me that. So, yeah. Yeah, they, they slid Rico. <laughs> well, well they should have there's no reason that he should have been able to walk through that that version of Walter I mean all I'm saying is like damn bro no you did the right thing crowning, crowning Walter notice we don't call him that other name we don't talk about that man it's but Bruno I just felt I wish Rico had a more memorable title run but apparently Either they don't like the way he talks and they won't give him a mouthpiece. So he's just stuck. 
Mm. Count counting days until it's time to decide whether you're gonna stay here or go to Jacksonville. And speaking of Jacksonville, we now have a new member of the Jacksonville roster. I'm sorry, not Jacksonville, Orlando roster, who was a former member there, who hasn't been there in six years. Now he's back, Apollo Cruz, alongside Solo Sokoa. So have you seen the meme about uh the long the proposed idea of long-term storytelling? <laughs> yes, I did. So there there's this meme circulating the internet of um when Roman was first getting into the tribal chief mode. He was having a backstage conversation where Apollo Crews was sitting on the couch. And they were, you know, conversing. It was an actual conversation going on. Which led people to believe that he might actually become a part of the faction, which, you know, later ended up being the bloodline, which nobody who doesn't share that tribal blood is in that in that faction at this point. <clears throat> but he shows up in NXT and is the the tag team partner slash aide of Solo Sokoa. For those of you who don't know, that is the third Uso. Like, that's Jimmy and Jay's brother. Mm-hmm. Like, you can hear it when he speaks. He talks exactly I'm, like them. Shit, he looks like them 10 years ago. There's that, too. There is that, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the only thing he so. did was dye his hair blonde and let the uh, the black roots come out. But goddamn, like, like, that's them 10 years ago. I mean, this is 100% true. He's, he's uh, he might be a little closer to Umaga. Size wise, but yeah, yeah, pretty much. Speaking of Umaga, the f- funny, funny you should mention him of all people right now, Uncle Eki. This just in: a new match has been added to the Flair's last match card. Uh oh. TN or, or Impact World Champion. Josh Alexander is putting his title up on the Why line did you see that? against the Samoan werewolf Jacob Fatu. Know who I'm rooting for? <laughs> if we don't, a lot of fucking gang if, shit. Yeah, we don't. There's a problem because all all I all I hear in that match is a whole lot of fucking gang shit. For real, for real. We gotta see how much this pay per view hitting for. I think as we get closer to the date, because the tickets go on sale, I believe, tomorrow. Oh, I'm sorry. No, the tickets are on sale, I believe, today. And uh, I, I see they already have uh, like bracelets, like VIP bracelets, you know, for like $249 and $149, some shit like that. Oh, this, uh, oh, this is a Conrad Thompson uh, production. Like, he is. Starcast, Starcast is, a part is of there, yeah. It's his. It's a full rollout, and for anybody who's ever been involved, like um, the first All In, where Starcast was a part of the weekend. Like if you've ever been a part of one of those Conrad Thompson production of weekends, same thing here. Like he's rolling out the carpet for his father-in-law and collecting cash at the door. <laughs> That's exactly what he's doing. Collecting Fact. cash at the damn door. Collecting cash at the door. It's, they're gonna make a whole weekend of this. And usually through Fight TV, you can either purchase the pay-per-view, you can either purchase each individual event that'll be shown, because there'll be panels and interviews and all that kind of shit, or they'll have one flat rate price that gives you access to everything. 
Now, we'll, we'll, it just depends on how interested in this shit you are. We'll we'll, we'll come. We'll talk about uh, Slammiversary and how this uh, plays into the uh, Flair's last match scenario. But another match that's just been added to the card as well is the Motor City Machine Guns, Chris Saban and Alex Shelley versus Eddie Edwards and Davey Richards, the Wolves, reuniting. Wait, what? Okay. So what? Okay. How did they end up reunited? I didn't see Slammiversary. So did somebody double cross somebody and they just got back on the same page? There was a uh, there was a match where where it was the uh, the uh, Honor No More squad versus the right. Impact squad. That's exactly what I'm talking about. And Davy Richards uh, Davy Richards came it's, back to was the mystery opponent. Yes. Yep. But you had the NWA. You had Impact and you had MLW all on one side versus Honor No More. Okay. <laughs> so it was like it, it took it, it took all these people from other places that used to have a name for themselves in Impact to take on people who formed a faction in Impact from Ring of Honor. What again? Well, that, that's but what, I, what, I, but what I'm saying was wasn't. One of the wolves on the Honor No More squad. You're absolutely right. Eddie Edwards was a uh, a member of the Honor No More team, and they even squared off during the match. But this match was a was a cluster to say the least, because you had, uh, in fact, it was Eddie Edwards, Matt Taven, Mike Bennett with Maria Canellis or Maria Bennett at ringside, uh, Vincent and PCO versus. Uh, Team Impact Originals, which is Chris Saban, Alex Shelley, Frankie Kazarian, Nick Aldis, and Davey Richards. Which is crazy because Nick Aldis's name in Impact was not Nick Aldis, but I digress. <laughs> guess guess who guess who ain't never getting in WWE now because of who's in talent relations? <laughs> Nick, Nick Aldis. Aldis. <laughs> you know what? Oh, that, would be, that would be a signing that would show me that Bruce is about business. Like, put the bullshit aside and sign talent. But if you sign Nick Aldis, it seems like you'd be going against whatever the mandate was back then. We're not signing any more indie guys. We're not signing anybody over 30, which to me seems like complete bullshit. You need to be getting players in the building that know how to go right now. Nick Aldis might be the most marketable 35-year-old in the business. And I'm, we're talking 35. We're not talking about a 40-year-old dude. Right. Like, what are you talking about? And we've about? been watching this dude... At a high level for the last 12, 13 years. MJFs don't grow on trees. <laughs> Boy. <laughs> for real. Maxwell's don't grow on trees. You are not about to hit that many home runs out of this crop of kids you got now. You got Carmelo Hayes, which he's probably going to be very good. He yeah, um, he, he he's he is a he is a cut above. Right. But after that, then who? And that's me like having not giving a fuck about NXT other than maybe reading some results or if something, you know, happened. Like, like Ava, Ava, Ava Rain and Solo Sokoa, which Ava Rain hasn't even debuted yet. They don't want to they, they don't want to be like affiliated with their uh their I guess their bloodline, which obviously they're going to be related and in, in, it, it, it's it's one of those things Look, the, the bloodline all, is so strong right now when all else fails, 
throw them in the bloodline. So you can choose not to air quotes pimp your le your legacy or pimp your lineage. I'd say fuck that. Put put extra on mine, please. But if you're gonna go that route and say I don't want to pimp my li my lineage, I want my own lane. Fine, cool. But just realize when that don't work, your ass going in the bloodline. Man, you might as well make the most of it and be and be excited about it. Yeah, just accept that shit because the family reunions are, are going to be the same regardless, but they have a little bit more meaning to them. People are smart enough to read and know who you are. So the questions are going to always be... A blind be, man can see the shit. We just talked about this. No, <laughs> like we can see it. There are people out here dumb enough that wouldn't know it. They just think all Samoans look alike and <laughs> wouldn't know that they're actually related. Oh, man. So chill, like... Don't give people that much credit. I'm done giving people the benefit of the doubt. They've shown me too many times that fucking idiocracy is kicking Darwinism's ass. Boy, you 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 over here saying words, wife? Don't be don't be over here talking. Man, look, you don't tell these people that I'm in my bag, so I might as well not come out to the heat drop. You you over here using words and and and, and thinking and shit. How dare you? Been nerving Somebody, you. Somebody got to do it because apparently wrestling promotions are out to lunch. Like summer, they just clocked out for the summer. It's like fucking teachers. <laughs> they just like done. Like they have schools out for summer. So while we're all over the place, let me let me backtrack for a hot second. Back to this flare situation. Do you think? So we still don't know who Flair's opponent is yet. I thought it was a six-man tag. So this is, I'm getting to that. So apparently it was a six-man tag that involved Ric Flair and oh, involved shit. the Rock and Roll Express and involved the F, and involved FTR and one other person. That has slowly dissipated and, and we haven't seen anything. No. I, what I can tell you is that this week, Jay Lethal has expressed how upset he is that he's not part of the last match considering that two months ago we saw in-ring work from rick flair with jay lethal why are we not to believe that jay lethal is not going to be the person is this a shoot we don't I, we don't like, know no yeah i was gonna say like is he shoot upset or is this just like we don't we don't know because I mean, Rick, so so Jay, so Jay Lethal said something. Ric Flair acknowledged it. That leads me to say I don't know. I, just, I hey man, I, I guess we just gotta wait and see. Speaking of Ric Flair, I'm I'm, I'm <laughs> as I almost forgot about this whole shit because we yeah, do this like, we do this quite <laughs> often. Everybody's back accepting him, so at this point, I guess we can start back calling him Ric Flair. Well, only only for these last 30, 40 days. I'm still going to refer to him as Richard Flair every so often. But, I'm, you know, at this point, if if y'all, if if the general public or anybody who is in charge of actually making shit happen puts forth any effort to correct any of these social missteps, if you're not going to do it, then why the fuck should I? Courtesy of Instagram, Rick Flair. July 31st, Nashville, Tennessee, as promised, we'll walk that aisle one more time. Guaranteed this time to be the last time. So I've spent the last three months of my life getting ready to kick some ass and prove to anybody 
that's ever doubted who I am, ever been skeptical of why I got to be where I was, and then are skeptical of what I'm doing right now, buy the pay-per-view. I've been the man my whole life. Since 1981, I paid the price, I blood and sweat, I cried, I've done it all. July 31st, I'm gonna kick someone's ass. And there's 9,000 people that are gonna stand up and say, fuck, Rick Flair is still the man at 73 years old. And to try and do what I'm gonna do, which is make people hungry for real wrestling. Real wrestling, not shit that's scripted and written down, not stuff you gotta memorize. Shit that you think about your whole life. You live with it. You bring it. 31st, walking it out. Everybody is going, holy shit, here he comes. And it, you know why? It's because I'm a big fucking deal. One nature boy. One man. One legend. Forever. Woo! Yeah. Okay, I mean, Rick. <laughs> okay, I mean, Rick. he put the, he put the energy in it. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I still can't help but think that we about to be watching his last match for real. I, look, my whole thing for everybody that's been hitting me on social media and sending me these clips. My response to each and every one of them has been the same, including this one we just played. Just don't die. That's it. That's it. You got one job. <laughs> one, one job. One. <laughs> Live. I don't. I. I do not expect you to to give me Flare Steamboat from '89. I don't expect that. Hell, I don't. I even, don't expect. I, I don't expect Flare Sting from Nitro 2001. I don't expect 1992 Ric Flair in the Royal Rumble. I don't. I don't expect. I know Sting. better. I don't. It's not Sting. I don't expect Flair Foley from T, for TNA. I, I don't expect expect Flair Michaels from WrestleMania 20. Was it four, five, 24. Six, 24? Yeah. Yeah. I don't expect that either. Like I just don't. I don't expect Flair versus McMahon from 2002's <laughs> Royal Rumble. <laughs> I don't, just, I, just don't, don't I, don't even, I don't even expect Flair as a tag team champion with Batista. Just don't <laughs> die. <laughs> That's it. Just don't die. And we mean this in the most legitimately real, genuine way possible. Because I would hate, I would really truly hate to buy this pay-per-view or to watch it by any other means and have to witness a tragic ending I, I don't want to see him get hurt I don't want to see yeah, just don't die just you know <sighs> your, your, your personal transgressions in the past and all the shit that we know about that is what it is but you know if you ain't going to jail we can't talk shit about you I'm saying like the authorities aren't doing anything what you expect us to say I mean it's fuck you on the shit that we don't fuck with I mean shit we love Teddy Long Teddy Long say fuck you so it's fuck you straight like that where the gang goes the gang goes <laughs> if Teddy say fuck anybody it's green light what up Tony Snow <laughs> 
You know what I'm saying? If yeah. Teddy Long tell us is is fuck that person, it's a, it's a green light. You done. Period. That's just how that work. And on that note, moving forward. Moving forward. Um, we can go to Jacksonville or we can go to North Dallas. What you want to do? <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I'd, I'd yeah, I'd much rather go to Jacksonville than North Afghanistan. <laughs> Excuse, pardon me, North Afghanistan. <laughs> All I right, that correctly. Jacksonville, you gonna regret, you. you gonna regret, you gonna regret this one. I'm not. Chris Jericho, out here okay. active, talking cash money for the nine nine and two thousand on his label mate, Maxwell Jacob Friedman. How do you talk shit in a public setting about your label mate? Because you can't fucking help yourself. Like everything that has any type of buzz <laughs> or any any sort of forward motion and forward traction, you have to hit your wagon to. You said he can't like, help himself, boy. He can't. We okay. You okay? Let's keep it. Let's keep it all the way one thousand. We had the conversation about him trying to use social media to influence some things about his niece i told you why i thought that was some bullshit why i thought it was a, it was a karen-esque move because you have influence you have money and influence to make changes that don't involve twitter you have you have the money for legal things to take pl- place but you chose twitter which is essentially violence then, you know this whole <sighs> right so you you chose you chose Twitter, then you turn around and and make some outlandish goofy ass comments. We we know about you know, your wife and mother and what they into, and every time like Eddie Kingston, Players Tribune article was the type of thing that was gonna set that man up to be a a superstar for AEW. What happens? He gets drugged into a feud with <laughs> with Chris Jericho, and you ain't really heard from Eddie Kingston. In a real way, since this motherfucker, and, and I, yes, he and, and, and I, I, he got the win over Jericho at a pay per view, but at what cost? Wait, so let's talk about this. It too. cost him. It's cost him like a quarter of a year. Let's talk about this too. After being All right. a, after Chris Jericho being giving himself yet another moniker, the Wizard, right? Eddie Kingston takes Which a couple I, of weeks I off. Tell you that shit's not. Yeah, it, it, it takes a couple of weeks off to kind of heal up. In the interim, while that while that that same period is happening, Eddie Kingston goes and has a damn knockdown drag out with I believe it was Tomohiro Ishii and New Japan. No one knew about it, and those who knew about it are New Japan fans. But no one from Impact, I mean from uh, from from uh, AEW, even knew about that. It's not it's not right for a person of Eddie Kingston's caliber to have a match against a legend like Ishii, and no one give a shit about it. And I was right; it, it was Ishii a Capital Collision. That makes absolutely no sense to me. And why does that happen like that? Because it's all in reaction 
to this fucking wizard allegedly, well, not allegedly, throwing a fireball in his face on AEW television. Again, yeah, now we done pimped out fireballs. Nobody else in wrestling can throw a fireball for five years because this motherfucker just been... He threw five years with the fireballs. In five weeks. (laughs) Because I'm a wizard. Get the fuck away from me, bro. He has subtitles with that shit now. Like that's that's so ugh. So let me let me read you this, let me read you this quote. And I want you to, when you hear it, I I because I, I know you're about to go off when you hear it. But let me let me get uh, let me get the whole quote uh, in. I quote. Oh, absolutely. His character uh would be watered down in WWE. He's better off staying in AEW, but again, don't stick your finger in the light socket. You tell a, a little kid not to do that, and they're going to do it and see what happens. I did, I, I did it, uh, I, did, I, <laughs> I did it to come to AEW. I walked away from WWE when I signed my AEW contract. Excuse, excuse me, when I signed my AEW contract, Vince McMahon said, "Can you, uh, can you get out of it?" No, you told me to Choking go here. On bullshit, ain't you? <laughs> me. Yeah, it feels that way. Little uh-huh. re- little reflux, but no, no matter. I'm still here. Said the same thing happened when I left WCW to come to WWE. Sometimes you gotta take a chance. If you believe in yourself and you feel you aren't going to get your dues, then you go elsewhere. I, let that sit for a second. Contradicted the fuck out of yourself. That that fast, and I'm also reminded of Cody Rhodes when he left WWE. I digress. This is the same. Oh, well, hold, on, hold, on, hold on, hold on. I'm not done. Not done. Not oh, done. Why the fuck is this so long? Pause. <laughs> so if Max or Cody, if they want to go elsewhere, that's kind of the way it goes. That's pro sports, and that's what pro wrestling is. You have got to have the best team possible with the people that you want to be there. Unquote. Now, did you hear it? I heard that bull, that convoluted bullshit. The self-proclaimed First, okay. sports where, entertainer, where the self-proclaimed sports entertainer, just re- referred to professional wrestling as a pro sport. Go. Okay, congratulations. I'm glad you referred to it as a pro sport. That's probably the best part of that quote that I had to sit through. You're talking about the same guy who, when he decide, when he finally figured out that WCW wasn't looking to use his talents the way he wanted them used left for WWE the first time takes his sabbaticals leaves to air quotes freshen up his freshen himself up he'll come back with a different character not once or a different version not once thrice shit is it is it just three okay so we had we had we had we had, we, we had save us Jericho uh-huh we had uh this, now this is of course this is after Y2J we had save us Jericho we had wordy soccer mom haircut Jericho. Uh-huh. Uh, then we had uh, no TV Jericho for what four years? No TV Jericho. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like four. It was like for like four years, wasn't it? I'm not exactly sure. And then we had the uh, list Jericho. The list Jericho. The, <laughs> the list Jericho. And that was it. The list was the, the, the list. Jericho was the last version. They left there and went to New Japan. Painmaker, like like Okada couldn't have his own fucking gimmick. 
and and like, and while in New Japan, came back to WWE twice. Right. While signed. Like Okada couldn't have Rainmaker. You had to be Painmaker. Like what the what? And you dressed like a fucking He he, he looked like, like a He looked like Brody Sting. <laughs> Great value Sting. A fucking roadie for for a kiss. For kiss. No, roadie roadie for a kiss cover band. <laughs> Smooches. <laughs> Damn, dog. Okay, I, I'll take the assist on that alley oop. But ah, shit. And then and then cashed out with AEW when it was time. So how how can you fix yourself? Like you contradict yourself in the same quote. It was like he he'd be better off in AEW, but if you tell a kid not to do something, like he's not a fucking child. That's a grown man who's making financial decisions. He want the bag just like you do. You know the one you, thing. The one thing that no one is talking about is the fact that Chris Jericho has had a twenty-seven year career, 20, 26 at the very least, and no one's talking about the fact that he's exhibiting behavior of someone that's been hitting the head one too many times five years ago. Funny you mention that. Funny you mention that. So we, since we going all around the world and we bouncing back and forth between topics, listening to uh, to to Cornette and Brian last last week on the Jim Cornette experience, they alluded to something with Vince that I had never thought about. Mm, shit. So Vince is seventy six, right? Yep. The year is twenty twenty two. Yep. Go back to nineteen ninety eight. How, how far back is that? That would put Vince at the ripe old age of 52. 52. So the height of WWE's Attitude Era is peaking right in 98. Because that's, that's, that's Stone Cold winning the title at, at WrestleMania 14. Then you jump directly into him and McMahon. It continues for essentially, what, two years? All, all of 98 all of 99 and then most of 2000 until Austin had his next surgery DX yeah you can you can count that shit too but like how many unprotected chair shots to the dome piece did he take I mean I shit Smackdown started in 99 and the Mick Foley rock shit happened in 2000 so we're, we're talking we're talking about not even someone named Jericho or I'm sorry named McMahon rather but what I'm saying is all these blows to the head that Vince McMahon has taken over this period of time. Oh, no, no. I'm with at, you. At, at an elevated age. Because then you still have the shit he did with Flair in 02. Like, he's still, he's wrestling semi-regular from 98 probably to 06. Because he had a couple WrestleMania main events. He had one with Brett. He had one with Shawn Michaels. He had one against Shane. Didn't he have one against Hogan, too? But he, yes, yes, he did. <laughs> Wrestle- All of which are bloody brawls. Like he bleed every time WrestleMania comes around and Vince has a match, he bleeds and he gets hit in the head. WrestleMania. I don't know what other fifty year old person you can start banging in the head and shit be all right. I'm about to say like, and, and this is what we're so, what we're not what we're not emphasizing is the fact that Vince started wrestling north of fifty. All of his in ring body of work happened north of fifty. 
I'm right. not even so I'm not even Avengers. 50 and I can't take getting knocked in the head by a door. We're talking about a fucking chair. You're going to have a seat and then wait for the room to stop spinning. Now, obviously, he's a physical specimen with all the things. Genetic that he's done. genetic jackhammer. Yeah, all that. Yeah, yeah, whatever. But there, the brain doesn't do any lifting. There's a whole lot of shaking. Yeah, that's it. And you only have so much room between the brain and the skull. And w- once they hit each other, the brain swells, which means there's even less space for the next time you get hit in the head. Ask Chris Nowinski how that works out for him. Literally, literally. How, how, how many foot? How many football players have we lost due to the effects of CTE after the fact? And these guys were in their twenties when they did this. Twenties, late, early thirty, or mid, mid to early to mid thirties. I mean, even Most, the even the unmentionable had the brain of an eighty year old when he died at forty. So, what they said when they when they brought it up, which it, it floored me, was like. Are some of these moves attributed to that? And is that the basis of these NDAs? Cause like what what else are you gonna not say? Like Vince don't give obviously Vince don't give a fuck about cheating on his wife, because this ain't the first time it's gone public that he cheated on his wife. They're apparently estranged. And have been for quite some time. Right, so I mean Vince essentially out here living like a single single man, but at the same time, what would you have them not say? I guess you know you can't speak disparagingly about the company. Uh, you can't give the details of what happened when you know me and you hooked up. So I guess if he likes to eat grapes while getting top, you can't explain. You can't say that in public. But again, Vince can't say shit. The party involved can't say shit. Right. The person who perpetuated this, as much as I tried to defend him and on my own volition, Suave told me, nah, B, fuck that. He's slowly proving that this is exactly what it looks like. A hit. A professional hit. Now, here's where it gets grimy. First of all, this is the best storyline in wrestling. If this if this was actually playing out on weekly TV, this would be phenomenal. The fact that it's making news rounds, like Bruh. if like even, let me let me let me back up a little bit on that, Suave. Imagine if the person that we're perpetuating that we're saying is perpetuating a hit is the mastermind with the pen behind this. That would be remarkable. Listen, <laughs> it really would be. That would be some remarkable television. However. McMahon, as much as he may be out to lunch mentally, he always gives me shit that lets me know he's still there. Because it's the chess moves. It's putting Stephanie as the acting CEO. It's putting Pritchard in talent relations. All of a sudden, Triple H says he's back. So now it's it's like a, a family's last stand. Trifecta. Fuck around and find out Shane comes back and picks up a role. Like uh, Shane decides uh-oh. he's going to take over creative. Uh-oh. <laughs> For a nominal fee, my, my G. You know what I'm saying? Straight like, I'm just, all I'm saying is like, they are playing great defense. So if the plan was to get him out of the paint and someone else assume power, and then basically you 
navigate and and exercise your right to sell or whatever you were planning on doing. I just remember the coward lives to tell how the hero died. John Laurinaitis just took a bullet for <laughs> John Laurinaitis just took a no, bullet no, no, for no, no, no. Fuck John Laurinaitis. Say that again. <laughs> the coward lives to tell how the hero died. Oh my god. There's so much truth <laughs> to that. But this this has all the earmarkings of a professional hit because how do you clean house? You roll a grenade in. <laughs> you want a clean house, you throw a grenade in the doggy door. Badman team. Is this air quotes leak is the equivalent of throwing a live grenade through the doggy door. door. God damn. Grand Theft Auto, where you at? You feel me? Like that's where we are with this. Just so happens McMahon was was, is, still is smart enough. <laughs> was 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 is will forever be. <laughs> yeah, then, then now and forever smart enough to actually have a contingency plan. Like apparently he knew, and then you still got Jerry McDivitt calling plays from the sideline. Like while he's contemplating th- retirement. Like come on, man. <laughs> this, uh, once he gets Vince out of this, he'll probably be done. But him and Vince are inseparable. Because you know what I did to kind of prep, and I wasn't really actually trying to prep, but it helped anyway. I rewatched Dark Side of the Ring for the steroid trial. Okay. Jerry Jerry McDivitt is fucking surgical, which is why I know you'll never get to find out what those NDAs say. <laughs> because nobody's gonna give that kind of money back. That, like, it's you, a lot of bread, Doc. That's a lot of bread to owe for violating a piece of paper that you signed. That you signed. Yeah, you signed and you got the money and then the rest that was, I think it was like a one, one-time one cash payment of something. Then the rest was supposed to come out over the next five years. And I guarantee you the cash payment, I, I would bet money that between the 66 or the, 30, the 38% tax that's on it, uh, it's probably well spent facts and whether it be investments or frivolous purchases it's spent call it a night yeah whatever whatever came out first has been spent absolutely so you don't have it to give it back that's that's part of the reason you get offered an nda because if there's a cash settlement with an nda you get more money than you could ever possibly pay back as a human being in your life and that is the incentive to shut the fuck up Because if you violate that agreement, you don't have the money to pay back. Plus damages. Plus lawyer fees. You're going to be naked and cold in the street. So all you got to do is shut the fuck up. Man, let's uh, let's let's keep this shit moving because I'm sure by this, this, this time next week with the show, we're going to have more activity on Mr. Uh, VKM himself. Somebody uh, gonna be done fell up out to fell out the trees. I'm a, I'm a Where ru- were we before I went back to that? Before we, that getting hit in the head shit. We were talking about Jericho getting hit in the damn head. Man, I'm just I I'm out. I'm, I'm really like like listen. I, I don't know. I don't remember, and I hope we didn't at this point. But I th- and I think we did. But he he has or had the propensity 
to be legitimately one of the GOATs. He's talking his way out of top 100 all time. Just shut the fuck up so we can enjoy you. And in fact, no one, no one even wants to enjoy you. Now people just want to tolerate your ass. Shut the fuck up so that can happen. I, I, I'm not one of those people who hold him in that high regard. I, I respect the resume because it has so many stamps on it. Yeah, the the resume is like a, if if the if his wrestling resume were a passport. He's a Hall of Famer just off of that alone. Right. But again, we had this conversation where he had a, like a laundry list of people he ain't sniffing. He just resume alone ain't going to get it. Yeah. Yeah, and then you talking your way out out of out, you're talking your way out of a spot. That ain't getting it. But this and, supposed to be the this supposed to be the Undertaker of AEW's locker room. Only because he has the highest pay. He was he was he was the originator of the highest contract in AEW. I don't give a fuck. Highest paid contract in the room has nothing to do with leadership, Bruh, at all. Especially when you're on camera acting like a fucking three year old. Because I'm a wizard. Uh, Slammiversary 2020. <laughs> Slammiversary 2022. You can start trying to channel my uh, my inner Elmer Fudd here. This uh, <laughs> was the whole Dustin conversation from earlier. Crack uh, baby. Rich Swan versus Brian Myers for the Digital Media Championship. Brian Myers wins that bad boy and dedicates his victory to his homeboy Matt Cardona. Super dope shit, but the match was meh. Um, reverse Battle Royal, same. First of all, you missed me with Reverse Battle Royal. We talked about this shit a few weeks ago when AEW was... <laughs> we thought they were about to pull that shit off, but I'm glad we're glad they didn't. Um, they stand out here, and God bless, you had Stone Cold Shark Boy in the match. <laughs> Not to mention... Stone Cold Shark Action Mike Jackson. Suave wheelhouse yes the same mike jackson from wcw wearing the red white and blue singlet from the from the national wrestling alliance 72 year old mike jackson wrestled in a reverse battle royal my goodness he this what, man what, this what man are we trying to do this here? man walked around the entire ringside area on a guardrail I might if, if I knew if I knew you wouldn't give a fuck about that, I would actually send you that video. Motherfucker for what? <laughs> Again, if I knew you gave a shit. No, uh, no, I'm just I'm just saying like <laughs> motherfucker for what? <laughs> this is the kind of shit that makes it hard to get into other promotions shit. Like what why? Wait. Like I turned on I, one week, I turned on Impact. And this is a while, while, while back, and it was like a an amputee wrestling. And like, what the fuck? Why is this happening? Like the suspension of disbelief has been discontinued. Well, funny you should mention that. Next up is X Division match. <laughs> <laughs> they brought the X Division Ultimate X match back. At uh, 
Speedball. Was the player from the Himalayas involved? Speedball, Mike Bailey. No, Trey Miguel, uh, Andrew Everett, Alex Zane, and Kenny King. And Andrew Everett was replacing Jack Evans, who was... <laughs> God help him, too. Uh, injured so gruesomely. At any rate. So, no. No no uh, TNA originals in this match at all. Um, slightly, Only slightly better than the previous two matches. But the standout moment here was a five-person Tower of Doom. So, like you said, suspension of, dis- of disbelief... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 what you want me to say? Not like, what? Uh, so knockouts tag team championship. If you, I mean you already knew that the influence uh, were, were, was leaving Impact as they took on Rosemary and Ty Valkyrie. So it goes without saying. Uh, that's your winners. Knockouts World Tag Team Champions are Rosemary and Ty Valkyrie. Speaking of Ty Valkyrie, shouts out to Ty Valkyrie on becoming the first ever uh, MLW Women's Featherweight Champion this past weekend. So she she got two belts over the weekend and two different organizations. That's active. Oh, uh, Let's see. What else? Uh, Monsters Ball, Sammy Callahan versus Moose. Uh, Moose did not win. Uh, they, of course, they brought out the thumbtacks. I mean, you know. For the Impact World Tag Team Champions, the Briscoes versus the Good Brothers. I'm losing interest. <laughs> your, your winners. Impact World Tag Team Champions, the Good Brothers. And I'm only booing because I like Good Brothers. I'm only booing because I, I the, the Briscoes deserve so much better. We've had our conversations about the Briscoes in the past, but we still, we ride for them. I they, mean, they, get, they, on, they on TV getting the check. So I'm happy for them until we figure out what's going on with either Ring of Honor or if we can come to an understanding with the suits and TNT like this is the best we gonna get so enjoy it <laughs> just be be thankful people that you like or that you appreciate their work that they have a place to work and they're getting a check and they're on television could be worse uh, could uh, be worse and, and speaking of could be worse the final match of the night was a 10 man uh, tag team tag team match I don't know more versus Impact Originals um, Frankie Kazarian hit a flex capacitor on PCO from the top rope and damn near killed PCO. Um, Earl Hebner, God bless him, uh, he came and counted the uh, counted the fall, and uh, of course that was two days after losing his brother Dave. Rest in peace, Dave Hebner. Also. Man, rest in peace to Tim White too from WWE. We'll dedicate this uh this this show to them and a ten bell salute at the end. But man, two of the goats passed away this past weekend uh, and, and for, for referees. Uh, Super rough. There was a Queen of the Mountain match for the Knockouts title: Deanna Parazza versus Chelsea Green versus Tasha Steeles versus Jordan Grace versus Mia Yim. Your winner. 
Knockouts Women's Champion for her second reign, Jordan Grace. Um, on the uh, on the show, you have videos from AJ Styles, who was voted the most impactful wrestler for uh, over the last twenty years for Impact. Uh, Mickey James was there, a special enforcer for the uh, for the Queen of the Mountain match. Uh, Dixie Carter brought out uh, Eddie Edwards. Oh, I'm sorry, Davey brought out Davy Richards rather um, for Team Impact. And uh, let's see who else. Sting had video. Uh, like there's so there's so many people that are still around that should should have been either in attendance or doing videos. But like the fact that you didn't have the only Impact original that you really had there in attendance were uh, James Storm and Chris uh, Chris Wildcat Harris. AMW America's Most Wanted they came out and had a, a beer toast to beer money and to uh, beer monies <laughs> to uh, <laughs> beer money uh, to the Good Brothers and the Briscoes at the end of their match it basically saying sorry about your damn luck at any rate uh, just you know a little bit of nostalgia but for a 20, 20th year and considering the times that we're in not a bad show at all Speaking of 20th year, 20 years ago in WWE, the best damn class of OVW shows up one by one, led by arguably one of the biggest money makers in WWE history, John Cena. He'll be celebrating 20 years uh, in WWE as of next Monday on Monday Night Raw, and we'll be in attendance. So I believe we're going to have a summer of Cena. Shout out, Jake One. I got a feeling we're going to have a summer of Cena. I mean, we should we should have had we should have had more of a summer scene the last time, but you know, we we knew what was happening. Uh, same thing, and the proposed matchup that you know we've seen the most for SummerSlam during the summer of Cena is <laughs> his, his mirror uh, image. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. WWE's Gemini Man, Austin Theory versus John Cena. <laughs> Which I'm, I'm not mad at it at all. It's gonna get it's gonna get Young Bucks some uh some some much much desired experience. I mean, let's keep it a thou wow. If there was a movie that was gonna be made on John Cena's wrestling career at this very moment, the only person that's fitted to to, to play that role of John Cena would be Austin Theory. Factual data. <laughs> not can't argue with it whatsoever. Don't know if that's the, if, data. don't know if that's the look he's going for, but that's damn it, that's the look he got. I mean, it's not much he can do to change it. Like, it's not, it, it's genetics. You play the hand that you're dealt. Okay. <laughs> the shit that they're doing with Ezekiel and Elias, you could do if you wanted, like. They gave Elias nut hair <laughs> on his beard. I swear to God, I thought that, that beard was going to come off. And K uh, if K KO should have snatched that bitch, he a frog for that <laughs> that's the first thing i would have done it's like this beard isn't even real yank oh man and now they've added a third so uh apparently aaron rex has some shit he's gonna do coming up so he will so he will be part of them i don't know this for sure i'm just guessing because if you're gonna add a third look it's hard enough to pull off elias and ezekiel to add a third a la Mick Foley, you're gonna need some camera tricks or at least an extra body. Dude, love. Dude, love. 
that's essentially what we have. And now, like, it gives you the idea that Ezekiel slash Elias slash Elrod should do the Mick Foley thing in the next Royal Rumble. Mm. He needs to have three slots. Elrod, huh? <laughs> Elrod. Of all the names that we listed for the, the what the guy could be back came, when Ezekiel they, came, they got came Elrod. El, like what the fuck? No, no Elvin. No, <laughs> you could have named him Elvis to play off this fucking movie that's dropping. Um, what are other names with E that we could have used? Edward. Eugene. <laughs> Nick uh, Dinsmore could use a check. Boy. <laughs> Why we ain't showing Nick Dinsmore no love? Uh, Evan. Let's see here. Uh, Esteban. Es- <laughs> it's Steve. <laughs> it's Steve. That's, that's <laughs> it's Steve. Jackass. Um... <laughs> Yeah, but you get the point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, anything but even Elroy is better than Elroy. That's what I thought they said at first. Elroy. Elrod? Well, keep in mind, KO is French Canadian. That might be some common shit. Nah. This ain't Kevin Owens making this up, though. Facts. That's, that's That's creative. I think that's creative trying to be cute, Elrod. But, you know. <laughs> oh man! Meanwhile, right. at the Legion of Doom. Yeah, right. Um, North Dallas, and we could take it to the house. North oh Dallas. no! See, no, we ain't, we ain't done yet. I, we got one more big thing to talk about before we pause before we get out of here. But Greg Hardy, Greg Hardy, um, uh, took another UFC L. Making his professional record now 7-5 with one no contest has made mention that he would he would sign to AEW or WWE. Is he making himself available or does anybody even give a fuck? The guy is 6'5 and 280. Somebody cares. First of all, off, just off the measurables. But if you read the article... He's he has some inclination about how this works. He's not he's not as green as maybe someone walking in off the street. He understands the concept. So let me go to this this story so that we can get some better understanding about this. These are quotes directly from Greg Hardy. Somebody hit me up. AWWE hit me up. I'm down. I'll get in the gym right now. I'll show up with the Monday night muscles and jump off the side of the <laughs> rope on anybody. I'll come out with one of those Ray Mysterio type masks. So he's he's open to do whatever. Pause. So he's making himself Fur- available. Right. Further quote. I'm gonna grab a design artist too. You have to have some showmanship. Or like gold dust. Something crazy. It has to be entertainment level stuff. You can't just come out with tights on and have a six-pack unless you're Brock Lesnar or The Rock. I'm an old-school fan. I would love to get in there. I'm waiting for the call. If you know somebody that's watching this right now, hit me up and let's get to work. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> so we up and go get him. Yeah, this, this, yeah. Th- now that's a whole different spin on that, on that whole conversation. Um... I- he knows the work that's going to have to go into it. He knows he's going to have to, you know, 
He one, he going to tighten up. He going to pretty much do the Walter thing where he transforms his body. He's already on a on a huge frame. He doesn't have any problems with contact. I mean, like, why wouldn't you at least try to figure it out? <laughs> are are you just so overrun with superstars right now that you couldn't take a chance on a 6'5", 280, natural-born heel? Now, naturally, AEW could give him more long-term tread. AEW would train him for six weeks and then put him on TV as soon as possible. That's the problem. AEW is doing the power plant wake and bake with all of these stars. Because they're going to try to ride the wave of the first article that comes out. Because as soon as he, he makes it known that he's training to wrestle and he's training with AEW, that story is going to circulate and it's Bleacher Report. That story is going to circulate, is going to hit the news cycle, and they're going to try to capitalize on that as soon as possible, which means you'll throw Greg Hardy into the, in the ring for his debut match four weeks after taking his first bump on an episode of Rampage. <laughs> no, no, no. Against Jake Hager. <laughs> in a bowling shoe, asshole, ugly affair. Bowling shoe, asshole, asshole ugly. ugly. <laughs> Tell me I'm lying. Don't oh. stop me when your feelings hurt. Stop me when I start lying. Nah, you are absolutely on point for that. That's why I kept screaming, no. Like, this is not what we need to see, not what we want to see, not what we paid for. But you know that's what you're probably going to get. <laughs> uh, I, honestly, I think if... Um, I, I, I don't want to see his name change, so I don't want to see him in Orlando. Jacksonville could actually take if you want to change how you put people on TV AEW is the spot to do this and you slow walk this build I'm talking about like we're talking like like 2k vibes like put him on elevation put him on dark put him on rampage work his way up to dynamite don't do none of that don't Nobody needs to see him until he is ready, ready. Right. No, 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 no. I I totally agree. I agree. So, but the minute that he's ready, ready, that's when you put his ass on elevation. Nope. When he's ready, ready. The ready I'm talking about, we going straight to pay-per-view. First match? First match. Mm, Okay. When he's ready, ready, I'm going to make you pay to see him every time you see him. Hmm. Because I'm going to treat him like the world's best kept secret. You know how you know how Khan gets when he's excited about something. Just let him let him do that about Greg Hardy and no one's seen him do anything. <laughs> and then when he debuts, you need somebody like a Jake Hager who kind of know who absolutely knows what he's doing in the ring or a Lance Archer gang. I, and, I, yeah, and I would Greg say Hardy I would say yeah, I would say Archer simply because Hager has an MMA record that's pretty untarnished, and I, I don't mean they got a real life bare knuckle. Box. No, 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 no. I know that. Like, I know exactly what you're saying. Plus, Jake, or Jake Hager does good business. See, that's all I need. I need good business from a large human being, and they and they are damn near the same size. 
Thank you. I that's all I need. I don't this match don't need to be long. It just it needs to be straight to the point. I mean, Dope ass entrance. Ridiculous music. <laughs> he said he's gonna get a design artist, so he's gonna have dope ass gear. You could have full. If you want to get active with West Side Gun, this is week. Hey yo, can you imagine? This, exactly. <laughs> this is where you. This is where you infiltrate and use your connections. And shit, do the whole big fight announcement announcer thing. This shit every look time like he's, he look like great white hype right here, boy. Hey, <laughs> oh, think missing the soul okay. tan. Facts. So you want to take it a step higher? Give him a mouthpiece. Guess who his mouthpiece should be? Come on, Stokely, man. Bingo. Stokely, hit the, way. Bell. hit the bell. Hit the that, motherfucking bell. That. You might not ever hear him speak. <laughs> you don't need to. He's a killer. Period. He wears sunglasses every time you see him. He is. He's basically. He's too big for what he's for the promotion. That's like, big. That's big cheap for the for the AEW streets. That's what Greg Hardy could be. Mister Pay Per View only, Greg Hardy. <laughs> that's nasty. Oh, that's nasty. Man, look. Somebody <laughs> need to drop some shit in my say. Zell me mine. Cause for a nominal fee, soon to be a phenomenal fee. We will take some of this broken pencil knowledge, slice it off, and put it on your plate. And then break the plate over your forehead. I'm just, bruh, <laughs> look. People are already going to hate him because of the real life shit. So play into it. Now, wait, 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 wait. Now, now, now you said something. You said people going to hate him for the real life shit. Uh-huh. And if you... If for whatever reason you fuck up and let him come up on Dynamite or Rampage, where's your argument? And I'm not talking about you or AEW, but where's your argument, TNT, TBS, Turner, for the Briscoes and for MJF? You know what the argument is? No, I don't. You know exactly what it is. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what did the Briscoes do? Who did the Briscoes offend? Uh, them people. In the in the in the grand scheme of things, who did the Briscoes offend? The pronoun people. Right. The there L- you go. The LGBTQIA plus now, community. Now, who else were you asking about? MJF. We know MJF just broke the the number one rule. He went one step too far. He tried. He tried fourth to go wall. for. He broke the fourth wall. Yeah, he swung. He broke the fourth wall, but then broke it in a way that you can't shake back from. When you call, it's calling him a mark. Cool. We've already had that conversation about that word has nothing to do with the comparison that other guy made. <laughs> Fuck that guy. But when you say fu- when you say fucking mark, and you got <laughs> on, on you live television. Out, Right, on live television or live delay. So they were able to bleep it, but it also, you know, on the house mic, everybody heard it. You went one step too far. Had you had he done that same promo and not dropped an F bomb, he'd be fine. He could have dropped a hot damn and, and so been now, right. Yeah, you damn mark, you effing mark. You yeah, he could have done any of that, but you can't drop F bombs and there are multiple F bombs now. 
There's the F-bomb oh, we all grew up with, and then there's the, there's the other F-bomb. You can't drop either one of those. One of so those, one like, of those uh, I drop on here weekly. The other one I've never said on here. Right. Figure that one out. The other one, um, British cigarette. Oh. No. <laughs> that's look. It is. You, it is. Cu- if you're cultured enough to know what they call cigarettes you know, over in the UK, then you'll know what the other f bomb is. Lo es cual es es. It is what it is. Um. Yeah. On on uh, now we gotta sit sit and think about we gotta sit and think about whether MJF is like now kayfabe banned or he really got himself kicked the fuck off TV for real. <sighs> well, let's run it. Speaking so of, what, AEW, I mean, if you're con, go ahead. I was like, if you're con, what do you do? If he can't be on TV, what do you do? Do you cut him? No, nah, that him I've already made. I made the solution last week. You make him Mr. Pay Per View. You make him Mr. Pay Per View only. That just like Greg Hardy, you do that with MJF. That's the only way you go, you make good on that money that you owe him. Otherwise, he's sitting at home getting paid for doing shit. Look, I don't, I don't know. Cause if that's the case, you could have done pay per view only for the Briscoes. It's too many. It's too many hands. It's too many chefs in the kitchen. Yeah, and but you it's too but, many. And then you also had two two different avenues with the Briscoes, and they only deserved one, which was AEW. They don't deserve ROH anymore. Well, once AEW's on Vice, we can fix a lot of this shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we'll fix a lot of this oh, shit. Oh so shit! We'll get season. We'll get season four of, of <laughs> Dark Side of the Ring and everything. Hell, we'll, hell, we'll we'll get that MJF promo in totality. <laughs> Boy, <laughs> we'll get some real smoke because Con also just buy Vice all together. I'm just glad New Jack ain't still here. <laughs> Rest in peace, because he could have been on. And if AEW gets on Vice and New Jack is on there. Oh, we hearing all types of shit. Oh dear. That's why I'm. This, I swear, that's why I want them on HBO Max. I want them on a cable cable network, like a premium cable channel, so they can really go hard. Oh man, just lean lean into it. Really go hard. Hell, if you even if you only did Rampage on there, just so you could go above and beyond the Call of Duty. Like we don't have any adult, we don't have what would be considered adult content in the pro wrestling space. Well, they they try that Somebody shit with uh with, with that uh, Urban Wrestling Federation, but oh, cringe. Yeah, I, I need adult content, not pan, not pandering, and not yeah. I don't need that, that other shit. Mm, mm, mm. Anyway, so, AEW Forbidden Door. It's, about that Forbidden Door. Yeah, it's, it's this yeah, weekend. about that door. It does not have MJF. It does not have uh, not. Brian Danielson. It does not have Kyle O'Reilly. It does not have Bobby Fish. It does not have Tomohiro Ishii. What does it have? The door seems more like a window, don't it? <laughs> Doggy door, forbidden window. There's a doggy door. Man, there's a trios match featuring Chris Jericho, Sammy Guevara, and Minoru Suzuki versus Eddie Kingston, Wheeler Yuta, and Shota Umino or or Umino. Um, 
It just feels like they threw some motherfuckers together. It they did, but they, at least they told the story by having uh, Lance Archer team up with Chris Jericho on Wednesday, just so Minoru Suzuki could come out. Because if you don't know Suzuki Goon, it just it's so fucking it convoluted, seems so thrown. To, yeah, convoluted and thrown together last minute. It's just like just you wait because oh, there's oh so. Oh man, I forgot to cook. I forgot to cook. Let me put on some raviolis out the fucking cabinet and go to the store and buy fried chicken. A winner like take deli section. A winner take all. IWGP versus Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championship match. FTR versus the United Empire, which which is Great O'Connor and Jeff Cobb versus Rapungi Vice. The the I, the trim, the Trim Rocky Romero version of Rapungi Vice. If anything happens other than FTR carrying gold, more gold, I'm gonna fucking lose it. Like. You're carrying gold for a brand that has no TV other than sharing time with AEW, and it's not even weekly. Like, figure that well, shit out well, first. Samoa Joe is Samoa Joe is the television champ of a also not on TV. the card. He off getting a bag. We know what he doing. Boy, Joe is off living his best life right now. Shout out to Sweet Tooth, AEW, aka Needles. A, uh, AEW Women's World Championship Thunder Rosa versus Tony Storm. We couldn't find. Well, you don't really see a lot of women in Japan. Meanwhile, at least I, at least I don't. Jay Cargill chilling. Cargillberg chilling. She ain't gonna be in, in effect. She can't tell Tony to cut the shit. IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship. Will Osprey versus Orange Cassidy. Will Osprey was awarded the championship. Uh, following the no show of Juice Robinson, which we we forgot to talk about last week, uh, can somebody explain? Can somebody explain to me why Orange Cassidy is the choice? I don't know, bro. It's shit. It's shit like this. Like shit like this. Like how you get you, Will you, Ospreay on American soil for the first time on US TV, and you pair him with fucking Orange Cassidy? Didn't you get him pinned? Did he not get pinned last week? I wasn't paying attention. I, I, either either way, Will Ospreay versus Orange Cassidy, and Orange Cassidy hasn't been on TV in fucking forever. But you get a you get meanwhile, an IWGP <laughs> US title match. Meanwhile, Pack is a hundred percent healthy. Hell, Ray Phoenix ain't doing shit. <laughs> like. This tells me that Kenny is, must really be fucked up. Like, Kenny serious, was seriously injured and is still mending because all of these potential matchups that we have completed over, Kenny would have saved all of them. Kenny versus Will Ospreay. I, I was completely well, saying for the last couple months, Kenny versus Okada, first time on American soil. You're not doing that shit either. Well, could have done Kenny versus Jay White. Well, Kenny, uh, Kenny hasn't been seen. Okada shows up to uh, to uh, Dynamite uh, and interrupts a promo between Jay White, Adam Cole, and Adam Page. So now the AEW 
I'm sorry, the IWGP Heavyweight Championship match is a four-way between Jay White, Adam Cole, Adam Page, and uh, Kaz Okada. Uh, as far as Pac, Pac is busy with a four-way for the AEW All-Atlantic Championship. Pac, Miro, uh, Malachi Black, and the loser of the Tomohiro Ishii match. Connors. You see how that makes like no fucking sense? This is a this is a canned Del Monte fruit basket. Like like this is just some shit put together. This is like you ever made a fruit salad out of shit canned fruit? This is exactly what this is. Like how how does how does Tomohiro Ishii defeat Clark Connors? And then Clark Connors gets awarded the entry to the match because the person that he wrestled and lost against gets hurt. How how did Kanos allow that to be the replacement? Out of all the names, that you, look, we got Okada, so it it can't be because we can't get we can't have stars. So what the fuck, bro? And then for the AEW, I gotta I gotta I, for the AEW interim championship, we have John Moxley versus Hiroshi Tanahashi, who were in a tag team last uh, well, on on Wednesday night. And what I what I don't understand, we talked about this shit for a few months ago. Every time we bring it up, we call it Jeff Hardy. These motherfuckers were staring at each other, all but emoting in the ring, while a full fledged brawl between people that were uh, going like like. People you supposed to have your back. The BCC getting their ass handed to them. You in the ring having a stare down for 10 minutes? That was the oddest. That was the oddest bullshit I had seen in a while. Like, why are they just either start throwing punches or just what the fuck? Never so have I ever wanted. Cool? Never have I ever wanted Regal to stretch anybody. I'm, I hope he stretched the shit out of Moxley for that. Go ahead. I. I am under the impression at this point that that match is going to be a dud. Just my feeling. I don't have anything to support it necessarily. It's just a hunch. I feel like this shit's going to be a dud. They And at this point, I feel like it's a foregone conclusion that Moxley's going over. I, I, when you I know don't, from afar... I don't think he is. You don't? Nope. So you're, so, so you're telling me that Kanos is going to crown an interim champion that speaks absolutely no English and yep. expect that to work for three months. Three, yep. four, five, six months. However long Punk is out. I don't think Punk's going to be out that long. That's that's, And I think, honestly, I think that's, that's wise because I don't think Punk is going to be out as long as it seems that he's going to be. I think Punk is probably only going to be out until... Uh, uh, all in. Okay, so all, is it all What's in or all out? Is it all, all in? Or, it's all out. I, it's I, all out. All all in was the first I, one. The rest it, of them have been it, all out. Is it okay? Um, well, go ahead. Yeah, which which is a better match for Punk, or which which match would you pay to see on pay per view? Punk versus Moxley or Punk versus Tanahashi? Man, that's that's both pretty good. Cause I, yeah, I on on name value. Yeah, but like the but match. What we've been punk versus punk versus Moxley. 
But what we've been seeing on weekly TV from every time that a, a New Japan competitor shows up is that they don't look as good on American television as they do when we watch number one and produce it. Number one, number two. I'm reminded of when Kaz Okada had a mask in TNA. That's what they're looking like. They're all looking like they're just randoms being thrown on TV. Like it's one thing to we, watch them on. I their, mean, it's, it's no, one. Thing, it's one thing to watch them in their home element on Access or YouTube or where the fuck it is on No New Japan World when it's a New Japan show. But you're answering a magnifying glass when you're on AEW television in America, like, and it couldn't be more evident. Just thank God they don't, they don't have a, a working relationship with WWE. Can they, can you imagine how small they look? Everybody looks smaller. Everybody looks slower, and it's like it's a lot of name value that gives you hype. It's like you know Tanahashi. We we know the name. We've seen enough New Japan stuff to where. You think you have you hold people in high esteem, but that's what I've always said, even about when Kenny was over there. Japan made Kenny a star in the United States, and the United States wasn't even seeing him wrestle unless you were streaming shit at four in the morning. So the hype got so big that you ended up in, in Sports Illustrated, which ended up making it a bigger deal when you came all the way stateside in starting AEW because now we're in a position where we can see Kenny every week. So the people who Boy. don't know about the five, six, seven, eight star matches with Okada in in uh, in Japan or him running through the G1 as being one one of the few gaijins that have ever won the tournament, I all of that hype. It's like it's like your two favorite artists decide they're gonna do a collab record. But neither one brings their A game. <laughs> Reminds me of the first song we heard between Ludacris and T.I. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. <laughs> Do you realize how disappointed I was when I heard the first record that they released together? Bruh. Like, what is this friendly bullshit? Y'all damn near killed each this? other on wax and wanted to see each other in the streets for y'all to get together and do this? And y'all okay this? Not wanted, not wanted to, not wanted to. Did people have been hitting the mouth? <sighs> there have been hands thrown. There's, there's still, believe it or so not, I, there's, yeah. there's still two more matches on this, and there's only at least two. Keep only going. one of them are interest of, of interest. El Fantasmo, Hikaleo, and the Young Bucks representing Bullet Club. Um, well, for the Bullet Club, which would be Hikaleo and El Fantasmo and the Young Bucks on one side versus Dudes with Attitude, aka YFN, Darby, oh my God, Sting, and Los Ingobernables de Japón, Shingo Tagachi, and Hiromu Takahashi. Yeah, they're bringing back the Dudes with Attitude shit. Hell no, we ain't. Now, I'm not bringing it back. Now, here is the other match of interest here. I kept my receipt. <laughs> Here's the other match of interest here. Zack Sabre Jr. is making his AEW debut on this versus the newest member of the Blackpool Combat Club. Who in the guess? hell? You got any guesses about who it is? Johnny Gargano. Brian Danielson said... Yeah... <sighs> 
I'm not, because Brian Danielson said you'll be astounded by who it is, and I'm like, yeah, doubt it. John, Johnny Gargano makes sense. I mean, him in Blackpool Combat Club, I, I've never seen him be serious. No. I've either seen him be the the babyface in peril, or I've seen him be goofy ass Johnny Gargano. But I've I never hate, seen him be serious. But here, so if he can pull off being serious, I'm good. Here's what I hate about the idea of Johnny Gargano. It puts three former WWE talents and you and Wheeler Yuta, the great Yuta, alongside uh, Regal. The reason why I even said Gargano is because of the history with Regal. So, so that makes sense. If anybody can s- literally slap the serious into you, it's Regal. But that uh, was it actually quoted as it has to be a new member. No, it said the latest. I would take Regal. They, they said the, the latest thing. member of of the or the newest member of the Blackpool Combat Club. That's what. That's how they. All right, who it. else we got? Who else? Who um, else is a possibility? Because that one's a pretty much a layup on Johnny Gargano. Plus, he he has a signing in Chicago this weekend, so it's almost like duh. Right. But keep in mind, remember, remember they had a pay per view and Cody flew over St. Louis when WWE was there. <laughs> for the that's, probably, that's probably an old ass photo from like two years before. Shit, probably from 2016, but, the last time he was in the E. <laughs> Why are you bullshitting? Okay, so we've had like a, a hundred plus people released from WWE who either have or have not found their legs somewhere. Who else could it be besides Johnny Gargano? Who, who else will we actually give a shit about is the question. At this point, you've read this card. It doesn't have to be somebody we give a shit about. Killer? Because this this really feels like, unless there are a whole bunch of really good matches as far as, like, in-ring, if they're not performing to a really high level, this might be some shit you take a nap on. Killer, killer Cross would make sense. But I'm begrudging. We're be- I'm sorry, we're begrudging what now? Uh, no, I'm just saying we, we would be begrudgingly spending this money. To watch this pay per view, like, yeah. I mean, we have to do we have we have to do our due diligence. Unfortunately, uh, yeah. This is one of those where it's like, eh, at least it's a tax write off, <laughs> right? <laughs> For real. <laughs> this is like, all- at the end at the end of the day, it's like fuck. Well, at least we get a tax write off. <laughs> right. It's gonna be, it's gonna be the most painful for, for the year easily. Like especially since we coming off a, a month removed from double or nothing. So, um, but. But Killer Cross comes to mind simply because, uh, again, Regal. Plus, like, am I here's now this this begs another question. The only person with championship gold right now in the uh, the BCC is the Great Yuta, as he's the Ring of Honor Pure Champion, which means absolutely nothing at this point. But I digress. Um. I'm waiting for Moxley as I'm waiting for Moxley as champion to be the reason Blackpool Combat Club breaks up. Now, but check this: if it is the latest member, the newest member of the BCC, and it is indeed Wheeler Yuta, and he is going to be oh, there's another match too. Oh, we did say that Eddie Kingston, Wheeler Yuta, and uh, Shota Umino. Yeah, Yuta's supposed supposedly already working, so that's why I took him out. Yeah, but he could still. Um, he's, he, I'm not here for that. 
I'm, I'm thinking about the pure championship because that's a whole different animal. Or ooh, so, ooh, ooh, you know, you know who who it could be. Who that? The octopus. Now see, now you're using John, your motherfucking noggin. Jonathan Hit the Gresham. Bell. Jonathan Gresham. He hasn't been seen, and he. Since uh, yes, since Dynamite, yes, uh, we're talking uh, that shit now. Yeah, he hasn't been seen since Dynamite a couple of weeks after WrestleMania weekend. Uh, he's not WWE. He fits the mold. He, he's a world champion. Like one hundred percent fit for BCC. And you can split the brand. You can have two in AEW to an ROH and when if you decide to figure out how you want to jumpstart ROH TV there you have it and you have uh, Regal in two places at once and his nemesis over in ROH would be instantly Tully Blanchard I can, I, can, I can see how that might work in everybody's favor now I'm going to be disappointed if it's not Jonathan Gresham <laughs> I've made my mind up. That's who it should be. We haven't seen him in two months, almost three months. It's it, it's time. So you re- you realize you realize now it would be so much better if he had never been on on Dynamite. Boy, if he had not wrestled that match on Dynamite, because that because now because now that much better. Because now we have the conversation of can you imagine the pop, <laughs> Bruh. He gonna get one anyway when he come out wearing the octopus fucking mask and all that other shit. Like, it, it's gonna be dope. I just... That's... Look, that's my pick. I don't... Fuck. I don't want to hear nothing about Johnny Gargano. There Johnny it is. Gresham is the... Hit, hit us and let us, let us know what you think. At Broken Pistol BC on all things social. At Broken Pistol BC on what? Everything? Everything. Everything. Uh, show BrokenPistolBC.com uh, BrokenPistolBC at gmail.com we have uh, Broken Pencil Logic, Mark My Words, You Can't Write This, Fuck the Casual Fan, uh, With the Shit. And of course, as always, shouts out to Ron Murray. Price just went up. Price, 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 price just went up. On your funky ass. Like the gasoline. Uh, gas is actually dropping a little bit. Shouts out to that three-month moratorium on, on fuel tax. Don't mean shit, but shit, gas has sure dropped 50 cent in the last two days. No Curtis Jackson. Hammer your motherfucking business and drop this shit back where it's supposed to be. Like Texas ain't being cared for like we were per- previously, and I don't like. It. That's because we don't care for ourselves as a whole. <laughs> Not saying this individually, but as a whole, as a people, we don't care for ourselves. We letting this shit happen. Um, well, we'll we'll be back here next week recapping uh, this uh, forbidden door shit because. I mean, at this point, it can you can you, <laughs> forbidden window. You can do away with the damn term at this point because this is mid, mid, mid. <laughs> but we got uh, it, it. It should prove to be great. It's going to be a. This is going to be a WWE pay per view where it proves to be much better when we watch it than what it looks like on paper. Swaz, I certainly hope so. Rest in peace to Dave Hebner. Rest in peace to Tim White. Suave. Yeah. Take us to the house. Pencil pushers. Heads up. Pencils down. <laughs>